This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. In this show, we will meet the former executive vice president and chief marketing officer for Ramsey Solutions, Bill Hampton. And in the second half, we'll continue our conversation with him about marketing and the wisdom for business and personal life. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. We are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service, serving greater South Central Virginia. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing is a 2,000-square-foot, three-bedroom, three-bathroom home in the Brookville School District of Campbell County with three bathrooms, two family rooms, two fireplaces, a renovated kitchen, new heat pump, and a two-car garage. This home offers a great open floor plan on the main level for your family, and you and your friends will enjoy this home. It's move-in ready. There's a fenced-in yard in the back for your pets or your children's safety. This will be a house that will feel like home for you. It's located at 427 Bedford Springs Road in the Wildwood community. You'll appreciate the nearby swimming pool this summer, too. It's priced at just $332.9. Visit carlmillerrealty.com today for more information or to list your home. Well, thanks for listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm joined in the studio as most weeks, almost always, by Yancey Campbell, our marketing director at Carl Miller Realty. Welcome, Yancey. Thanks, Carl. Good morning. We have a, a fun event coming up in just a few weeks. It's, That's right. It's February. It's coming right around That's the corner. Right. Coming up on February 11th. We announced it this past week on our social media pages. It's a giveaway uh, with the Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra in the Virginian Hotel. We partnered with them last year to give away two free tickets to the Love and the LSO concert, along with one night stay at the Virginian Hotel. And we are doing that again this year. So if you want to enter in for a chance to win that and take someone that you love along with you, you can visit Carl Miller Realty on Instagram or Facebook and enter into that giveaway. We're excited for this. It's going to be a good event, and it's going to be sold out by the time these tickets are given away. So. Yeah, the, the, we were just down to a few tickets left. Mike Lewis uh, met with us and actually mm-hmm. shot a video with us. The, yeah. the um, he's the marketing. His official title is I don't remember, but he is the face of the Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra. Yep, great guy. Yeah, and, shot uh, the video with us. Shot so. the videos with us. So check it out. He can, they can follow us on our social pages, and they can find us where Yancy. Carl Miller Realty, and you can find our website, carlmillerrealty.com. And Carl, we have a fun race coming up. Well, I should say you have a fun race coming up. Because <laughs> we've already it. talked about this. I'm, I'm not just, participating. I'm just cooking. <laughs> You're cooking Car- Uncle Carl's beans at the race. So in when the is Dutch, this race, Carl? In the Dutch, in the Dutch ovens. It's uh, February 18th, Saturday. And uh, so that is, uh, it's the Holiday Lake 50K. If you just uh, Google that, you can get to the registration page. And it's a 50K, 25K, and a 10K which you could totally do, Yancey, but you choose not to. So. <laughs> well, we have, a, we have a wonderful guest in the studio. I'm just so honored to have Mr. Bill Hampton with us today. Bill is the founder and CEO of Hampton Strategies, and Bill has a mission to help people succeed. He, he's willing to tell the truth to get you there. Bill's passion for a good story led him to an early career as a music promoter and eventually to being the vice president at Premier Speakers Bureau, where he was promoted the the who he promoted the who's who of the speaking industry. He went on to become the executive B- VP and CMO of Ramsey Solutions, where over the course of 13 years he helped Dave Ramsey Show become one of the nation's largest syndicated talk shows, heard in more than 500 stations by the time he left. And listeners of this station know Dave Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions because they air here during the weekdays. Bill was the guy who grew that company. 
Bill also has some ties to Lynchburg as a Liberty University grad. He's the he's a graduate of the class of 1993. Welcome back to Lynchburg, Bill. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Carl and Yancey. Good to see you yeah. guys, and it's good to be here. Bill, you spent the day with our company yesterday and with our office agents and staff. And for today, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Where did you grow up, and how did you get into Lynchburg in the late 80s and early 90s? Well, I was born and raised in Michigan. Go blue. There's right. always a, a blue out there somewhere. <laughs> and um, But... You know, I don't even remember how I learned about liberty, but I heard about liberty. It's funny, Carl. I grew up in a very conservative background, so I rebelled uh-huh. and came to liberty. <laughs> um, and But I came down here and spent the next four years as a student here and then worked here for a year, worked at liberty for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, there's been no four-year period of my life that's had a bigger impact on me than my time at Liberty University. I just loved it, and it's wonderful to be back. Wow. So what, what's impressed you about coming back to Lynchburg? Oh what's gosh. changed over the last 30 years? I was blown away, yeah. not just at Lynchburg, yeah. but at Liberty. Yeah. I right. mean, what an impressive campus and mm-hmm. an exciting thing. I, I Look, I follow it. I watch all the games on ESPN+. Plus. I sit there with my iPad and, <laughs> and watch the games, and um, but I love it. I love seeing how much it's grown, and I'm just blown away. Everywhere, I, everywhere I, there's all these little pockets of great restaurants, mm. cool-looking yeah. buildings, and right. it's a great Great city, great school. It yeah. is. Bill, so you graduated from Liberty University. From there, you got into music and speak, speaker promoting and eventually landed in Nashville and was hired by Dave Ramsey. Tell yes. us about that story, how you got there. So, yeah, I promoted all the concerts at Liberty. Mm. They used to do concerts at the Vine Center, and I'd yeah. promote them. And I got to know a promoter out of Atlanta. So he hired me to go work for him in Atlanta. I did. We moved our company to Nashville. I had a concert. Uh, promo- we had also had a music management company promoting business. And... Uh, on the way there in the U-Haul truck, I heard this guy on the radio, a hillbilly on the radio <laughs> named Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And uh, true story, I pulled the U-Haul truck into the apartment complex, and the first person I called was Dave Ramsey on the radio. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I asked him a question. He invited me out to a class he taught called Financial Peace University. Yeah. I joined that class. Dave and I became fast friends. And a few years later, he asked me if I'd come run his radio division. And I said, Dave... I love you. Your stuff has changed my life. Mm. But I don't know how the signal gets from the studio to the car. Mm. I have no idea how radio works. Mm-hmm. And here's what Dave said to me. He said, Bill, that's exactly why I want you. Because mm. if you were a career radio guy, you wouldn't believe we could accomplish what I'm getting ready to share with you. I want to accomplish in this business. Mm. And he's right. If I was a career radio guy, I would have told him, that's not how it's done, Dave. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you, don't, you don't do it that way. And but we just said, hey, let's just figure out a new way to do this. Mm-hmm. And we just attacked. Yeah. And over the next 13 years, we made an impact. Yeah. You made a huge That's impact. Amazing. There was what, 30 some stations, when 30 you stations. Maybe three of them had listeners. Maybe <laughs> there, we, we would take anything. But so yeah, you were it grew. Some of the little AM signals and, and oh, anything, gosh. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But That's it grew. Amazing. Wow, you grew, and then you left in uh, what year was it? Two thousand twelve. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So fair. I mean, relatively. I mean, ten years ago, relatively. But by that point, over five hundred stations, and oh again, gosh, five hundred stations. That little class, Financial Peace University, yes. we taught took millions through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So many, you know, a lot of books, New York Times bestsellers. It was just, it was a great, a great period of growth, and it was a lot of fun. Right. I learned a lot. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine what yeah. what a great organization to work for. They continue to make. Best places to work in Nashville oh. list, from what I understand. It's just amazing. They're the best. My daughter, my daughter works there, and yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there several times to their campus. It's 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 unbelievable. Well, in 2012, you made a decision to leave 
and eventually uh, got into doing something else. That was a big decision. What? 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 Um, so Yancey had a question here for you about leaving a job like that, just being a heavy decision. What ultimately mm-hmm. just led you to to make that jump? And looking back, do you have any regrets about leaving? Uh, great question. You know what? I loved my time at Ramsey. I was doing extremely well. Dave is a, a generous guy, and he put a comp plan in place, and that comp plan was basically. Um, Bill, whatever you drag in, Dave loves to say, if you want to make money, you, do, you, you know, you leave the cave, you kill something and drag it home. Uh-huh. And, uh, he said, whatever you drag home, I'll share it with you. Mm. Well, we drug home a lot over 13 <laughs> years. So he shared a lot with me. Mm. And, um, but I just felt this pull in me going, Hey, it's time to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And so on the best of terms, I left, didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. took a year off yeah, and I was just going to sit in an office. I got, I rented me a little one room office and I was just going to sit and think and, and what could my next chapter be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And along the way I saw this couple in my town selling peaches hmm. and, um, I just thought it was so interesting. It was about the time that, you know, farm to table was getting popular and yeah. people cared where their food came from. Mm-hmm. So I approached them and told them I'd like to invest in their business. <clears throat> they said, invest in what? We just sell some peaches out of the back of our truck. Right. I told him I thought it could be a little bigger than that. So, so I joined this really sharp young couple, and um, we grew that business pretty substantially. I sold peaches with them for a summer, uh-huh. and uh, we kind of exploded it about a, a, a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. about 30X, 40X, sold a lot of peaches. Yeah. But you know what it did? It, I started interacting with customers. There's mm-hmm. something about standing in front of a customer yeah. and making a sale and talking to them and watching their reaction, yep. which I know as we talk about marketing and promotion, Carl, um, you know, the first thing of marketing is I'm in Nashville. First mm-hmm. rule of entertainment is know your audience. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first rule of marketing is know your customer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the way you get to know them is you talk to them, uh-huh. you listen to them, you watch their reactions. They'll tell you how to win in yeah. your business mm-hmm. if you just listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're working with the truck. You're building the peach sales business. You said talking with the person was one of the greatest parts of it. What else from that brought you joy? Were you able to spend more time with family through that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. My my daughters were 14, uh, 13 and 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was a family affair. Absolutely. We'd get up. We'd spend we'd work hard, hot days. (laughs) Yep. But we spent a ton of time together. And I'll tell you. Um, reconnecting with my family, reconnecting mm-hmm. with my daughters who were at that age, my oldest daughters now, yeah. who were 13 and 15. Yeah. It was a very important time, mm-hmm. very special. We look back on that summer with with fondness. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's really cool. Going back to the promotional side of things, P.T. Barnum is credited with a quote, without promotion, something terrible happens, nothing. You take this a bit further in your consulting work and build a case why a good business must promote oh yeah whether it's peaches whether it's dave ramsey whether it's any any business elaborate on that just a little bit there's a lot of business owners and leaders who listen to the show uh what does it take to why why should a good business why must they promote well you have to promote and and here's why king solomon gave us the the answer in the book of proverbs he said do not withhold good from somebody when it's within your power to do it mm-hmm I mean, look, if, if you believe in the service you provide and you believe you're the best at providing that service and people use somebody else because they didn't know about you, mm-hmm. when you're the best, mm-hmm. then it's wrong. You withheld good from them, Carl. Mm-hmm. They needed to use you. And I don't care if you're a plumber, a mechanic, a realtor, right. whatever it might be. 
if you know that you can provide better service than anyone else because you're committed to customer experience and the product, yeah. then you should be out there fighting for people to use mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Or you're withholding good from them. Don't do that. That's why you promote your business. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we both uh, have been exposed to my mentor, Brian Buffini, and he talks about the three-legged stool. You got sales, you got marketing, and you got the financial management, management business. Those are the three legs of a stool. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously... Great customer service, you know, and, and pro- providing service or product is key. But, you know, the most important leg of that stool is is sales and and, and marketing and promotion. Because right. you can be the best in the world at what you do, but if people don't know about you, they're missing out, just like you said. That's You're right. withholding good from people. That's right. I love don't that. good. I love that analogy, and you made me think about that verse in a whole different way when I was exposed mm-hmm. to it for the first time a year ago. Well, when we come back, we're going to be – Bill's going to stay around with us in the second half, and we're going to discuss branding and personal growth a little bit more just continuing our conversation with Mr. Bill Hampton, and uh, we're so happy to have him in studio today. Welcome back to the Carl Miller Show. I'm Carl, your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty. And in the studio with me, as always, is the one and only Yancey Campbell, our marketing director who continues to help us shine. Not only is she the creator of content and graphics, she is our event coordinator at our office, and we have a lot of events going on. We already touched about the Love and LSO giveaway that we're That's doing right. in February. Yep. So just remind listeners, if they want to get in on free tickets to the sold-out Love and Lynchburg, Love and the LSO, which stands for Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra, mm-hmm. how can they enter again? You this- can enter on our social media pages at Carl Miller Realty, and that the winner is going to be announced on February 1st for that February 11th event. That so. is a concert. It, the tickets for that are $150 a piece. Okay, so you got $300 of tickets and an overnight stay at the Virginian. So almost $600 of value we are giving away if you will follow us on Facebook and follow those instructions or Instagram. Yep, that's right. And it'll be fun. That'll be a great event. I'm going. It'll be fun. Good. That's so exciting. I was uh, on a mountain last year when that happened. That's right. You were in Tanzania. <laughs> Climbing the tallest mountain in Africa, which was awesome. Well, we're speaking with Bill Hampton today of Hampton Strategies. Welcome back to the studio, Bill. What are some things, I asked you earlier, what were some things that impressed you about Lynchburg after being gone 30 years? You mentioned the restaurants and all of that, and we actually went out to a dinner last night at a restaurant where there used to be just a big farm in the 90s until fairly recent Cornerstone, and mm. kind of interesting to see that. And you asked me about the tea room. You remembered the tea oh, room from yes. back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Iconic Lynchburg restaurant. We used to go down there late at night and... <laughs> It was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bill, in the last segment, we discussed your background and what got you to where you are today. And we had the opportunity to talk marketing together yesterday. And I'd love to spend some of this segment just discussing branding and a deeper dive into what that means for small businesses. Because when you joined Ramsey Solutions, you shared with me that there were only about 15 employees. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a small business. What do you think are some of the things you implemented over those years with Dave and and your, your coworkers to kind of grow that so like large in that short amount of time? Yeah. Well, it's just you, you've you got to identify. It's, it's the fundamentals of marketing. It's the fundamentals of promotion. And you just have to do them over and over and over uh. again. Number one, I said it already. You got to know your audience. You got to know your customers. Mm-hmm. You got to know them. You got to talk to them. You got to understand what it is that's important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got to execute on that. And you got to remember, Yancey, um, it's not so much about promoting you or your business. Mm-hmm. You're promoting the problem that you solve for the customer. Mm. That's yeah. what's most important. Um, the, 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 the lead designer for the iPhone, I love what he says. He said, Tony Fadel, he says, you always start with the pain 
and then create something that takes that pain away for the customer. Mm-hmm. And no matter what industry you're in, your customers have problems that need to be solved. Start with that. Number two, when you get an opportunity, you got to crush it. You have to crush the first interaction. You know, we're in a college town. There was a book written several years ago by Chip and Dan Heath called The Power of Moments. And they give an example in that book that in a college student's four-year college experience, 40% of what they remember about that entire experience comes in the first six weeks. That means that those mm-hmm. moments are front-loaded. People rem- don't remember things holistically. They remember them, and they're front-loaded. So that means you have to make an impression immediately. When you get a chance, you got to show up ready to play. And then lastly, lead with the customer's core need. Some people try to get a little too creative. You supplement with creative, but you got to know their core need and lead with that. When mm-hmm. I sold peaches, mm. customers came to us. For peaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't come to us for any other reason. That's all they wanted. Right. So sometimes we try to get creative and offer them some different things. No, 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 no. They want peaches. Mm-hmm. Like give them that. Yeah. So know what your customer wants and give them that. Lead with their core need. Yeah. That's that's great. And you even shared a little bit of a story because after you left there, there was some promotion work that didn't go very well because the right. guy got outside of the court. Did you want to share that? About well, yeah. I mean, a, 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 good, a, a good buddy of mine was a great sales guy. He'd yeah. just been selling peaches for a long time and right. he tried to get a little too creative and he... And he was offering customers, he wasn't offering them peaches and he was offering them t-shirts and coffee mugs and other fun things. And it wasn't moving the needle. Nobody was responding. And we said, Hey, you got to go back to the core need. Don't get too creative. I know. And listen, so many businesses just get bored Mm -hmm. Uh doing what they're doing because they've done it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but you have, you can, you can have a little fun, Mm -hmm. but you got to always lead with their core mm-hmm. need. And I love what my buddy says. I got a good friend of mine, John Acuff, lives in Nashville. Sure. And here's what he told me. He said, Bill, if you want to know your customer's core need, care about what the people you care about care about. Mm. Care about what the people you care about care about. Mm-hmm. And then show them that you care about it. Mm-hmm. That's how you know their core need. That's great. Great. You said yesterday, too, when you consult with a company, many owners are reluctant to crediting competing companies for what they are doing right. And you gave the illustration of a family member just invited to sit down to play a new game. Walk us through how you view the game of business and the lens you like the business owner to view the game of business. Share share with us that illustration. I thought it was very, very good. I apply this bit. I apply this exercise to all my years at the Dave Ramsey show at the Dave Ramsey company at, at all the businesses I've consulted with. I've been a part of you walk into a room, it's the holidays, your family's playing a game, you don't know the game they're playing, and they ask you if you want to play. Mm-hmm. We all ask the same questions in that moment. What's the game? How do you play? What are the rules? Mm-hmm. Who's winning? Mm-hmm. Who's losing? Why are they so good? Why are they so bad? Right? We That's our competition. We're studying them. We're learning about the game. Right. Well, apply those same questions to your business, no matter what the business is. Mm -hmm. What's the game? How do you play? What are the rules? Are there things I can do and things I can't do? Mm -hmm. Um, What are the boundaries, right? What's what's out of bounds? Mm -hmm. But then here's the most important one. Who's winning and why are they winning? If people will honestly assess their business and assess their competition and go, who's better at me? Who's perceived to be doing better than me in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. Who does the market perceive to be winning? What are they doing? When I started with Dave Ramsey, who was winning in ours? And this is a long time ago. Rush Limbaugh was the king, right? Rush Limbaugh was the king. So I was asking myself, 
what does he have that we don't? Mm. Well, you know what he had at the time? He had a better satellite than us. So he fed the signal to the radio station a little bit cleaner than us, a little bit faster than us. Mm -hmm. He had a better microphone than us, so he sounded better. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, we're fixing that. So we went to his satellite, and we bought his microphone, and we had the exact same setup as him. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> you don't have to take the Dave Ramsey show, but you can't say... We don't sound as good as Rush. We do. Right. Oh, yeah. You just got to look me in the eye and tell me you just don't want to take the show. I'll take that. But you can't be pushing it off on we just don't sound as good because right. that's just not the truth. Right. So we, we started fixing those objections okay. before they were answered. And we did that by studying our competition. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And you also studied, you also studied going back to Dave Ramsey. I know we've kind of been talking about this, but it's so many life lessons that we can all learn from, from your experience there. You also talked about have, knowing your audience and your audience was, was radio stations and why you were getting pushback. We don't want you here because they were fearful of change along with other things, right? You Best advice I ever got, a guy told me one day, finally, after he told me no for a year, he finally uh -huh. just said, Bill, listen, you're never <laughs> going to get Ramsey on the radio with this pitch you're given about how great Dave is. Yeah. And I'm like, great. How am I going to get Dave on the radio? <laughs> and he said, program directors care about their job. Yeah. And if they replace somebody on their radio station that's making them money uh -huh. with Ramsey and Ramsey doesn't make them money, they're going to lose their job. Yeah. So you better start showing radio stations how Dave's going to make them money. Yeah. We immediately called an audible, changed our whole strategy, built a whole team yeah. to teach the local sales teams mm -hmm. how to sell the Dave Ramsey show. Right. And from that moment, knowing our audience, yep. it took off. Yeah. And I would say that one decision um, is the reason it was this big a decision. I think it's the reason about that you know about who Dave Ramsey is today mm -hmm. and the re or, or versus not. Wow. It was that big of a decision when right. we learned that. Wow. Right. Just wow. just changing your script and, and again, knowing your audience, figuring out what and their needs are. Leading with their core need. Exactly. We didn't know their core need. Yeah. Whether it's wanting a t taste of sweet peaches or, or no, right. <laughs> knowing how to keep a, a radio manager in, in his job and That's making right. him look good. I mean, gosh, there was demand from the consumer side, obviously. Listeners right. love this And show. then we created advocates. We had those yeah. sales teams going. So oh, when they yeah. did want to make a change with Ramsey, uh -huh. oftentimes we had the sales manager going, oh, no, you're not. He's making us too much money. <laughs> mm -hmm. No one serves us like Dave does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think some companies don't credit their competitors who have more market share? Like whatever business it is, there's always competitors and some of them have more market share and some business owners or businesses just kind of turned a blind eye to that ego. Oh, okay. Ego pride, uh -huh. emotion. Oh, well, yeah, they're doing well, but they're not a nice person or they're doing well, but, but um, they don't treat the customer right. Mm. Well, the mm. customer doesn't agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause they're kicking your butt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, you've got to remove all that and just go, okay, let me, what does, what does Buffini say? You know, you eat the meat, spit out the bones, yeah, right? There you go. So what, what's the meat of what they're doing? Mm. Yeah. Focus on that. Yeah. Maybe they're not a, maybe they're not a nice person, but all I know is <laughs> the market says differently. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. For sure. Bill, you also shared with us that when it comes to marketing, a key component a key component is not only to promote the company, but promoting problems that a company solves for people. So what is an example of a company marketing to those needs of the customer? Yeah. Well, let's take real estate, for example. You know, um, you're not selling homes, Yancey. Realtors don't sell homes. They sell their product that they sell is themselves. Mm. Okay. When you're in the service industry, you're selling you, mm -hmm. your service, your professionalism, your network, your connections, your discipline, your work ethic. That's what you're selling. Look, the customer just assumes 
that you, if you're a realtor, the customer gives you the benefit of the doubt that you know how to do the X's and O's mm -hmm. of selling a home. Sure. Mm -hmm. So what stands you apart? There's a thousand realtors in Lynchburg. Mm -hmm. They assume you all know how to sell a home. Right. So what, what's going to make you stand out? What's the problem you're solving for that customer? Stress level. Um, how to get from from this home to that home? What do I do with all my stuff? What if I'm move, What if I'm downsizing? What if I'm going up? Mm -hmm. Can you help me fix my punch list? Can do you have contractors that'll come in and fix the things in my house that need to get it ready to sell? Mm -hmm. Will you stage it? Those are things that'll stress people out. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, start with those things. Don't focus on you know, facts. Tell stories. Sell. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the facts are it's a 2,300 square foot house with three bedrooms, two and a half baths, right. blah, blah, blah. Anyone can do that. Sure. No. What do you offer beyond that? That's how you address their problems. So true. So yeah. true. That's great. Well, Bill, I know you're a learner. What what books, podcasts, or, or show are you currently immersed in today? Mm. Well, um, I'll tell you a new podcast I found. First of all, uh, the podcast I listen to all the time is Brian Buffini's podcast. It's a mm -hmm. good life podcast. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, but a new podcast I just found is called Finding Mastery by a guy named Dr. Michael Gervais. He's a sports psychologist. Um, he created a company with Pete Carroll, the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's fabulous. That's they, awesome. they do some great interviews. Books I'm reading. I, um, right now I'm reading a book called Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday yep. on stoicism. It's fantastic. Yes. yes. Um, and... I sent you guys a book this morning, a pod, a, a, a TED talk, but it's based on a book called Unreasonable Hospitality. Uh -huh. I love that title. The book That's is awesome. fantastic. I just finished that book, um, but I'm always I'm always grabbing something. That's awesome. We're speaking with Bill Hampton. He is uh, the CEO, founder of Hampton Enterprises. So, if the listener today wants to get in touch with you, Bill, what, what's the best way? The best way is to follow me on social. They can follow me on Instagram at, at the Bill Hampton. They okay. can find me on Facebook at that. Cool. Um, TikTok, whatever, but Instagram, they can message me there. And the, I've, I've got a number of videos on there with little clips and business advice, and they can yeah. check it out there. Ohio State has to come after you with the word the Bill Hampton. <laughs> just, just curious. Go blue. I, I get you. I get you. Well, and are you still booking speaking engagements or consultations? I am. I'm available and, for, for so speaking and, and consults. You, is and, there a website or what's the best way to? Yeah, HamptonStrategies.com. Got it. Hampton. They can find that. Check it out and get out. Get in touch with me that way too. Awesome, well, Bill. We really enjoyed our time with you mm -hmm. yesterday. Our, our team just got pages and pages of notes, and uh, we definitely have some action plans and some steps we're going to be implementing just thanks to your wisdom and so so grateful that you spent the day with us yesterday oh. but then also here in the studio with us this morning yeah so thank I you so much loved it you got an incredible team very very sharp i'm so excited to watch your success from afar yes well we're looking forward to seeing you at a few events this year where you'll be speaking at and can't wait to keep continue deepening our relationship and now the bizarre real estate fact of the week the most expensive listing in the United States, a 157-acre plot of land in Beverly Hills listed for $1 billion, actually sold for a mere fraction of the price at $100,000 at a foreclosure auction. See, you always leave me wanting more with these bizarre <laughs> facts, Yetzi. I, I feel it's like bizarre. Every I don't time know. I, every time I hear the bizarre fact, I feel like I have to just get on Google and That's get right. the backstory. Do some research. A <laughs> billion dollars for 100000 at foreclosure. That's like $100 selling for a penny. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. Thank you for tuning into The Carl Miller Show. We are your local, caring, competent, trusted advisors for real estate sales and service. If you're looking to move this winter, contact us today, carlmillerrealty.com. 
We are fully equipped to help you get where you want to go. For a detailed market report of your home's value, reach out to us. The first 20 custom market valuation report appointments we do this year, we are writing a $100 check to one of seven local nonprofits of your choice. Visit carlmillerrealty.com or call us for an appointment today. Bill, can't thank you enough. Appreciate you so much and best wishes this weekend as you travel back home. Anything else you want to say no, for us? Thanks for having me, Carl. I've really enjoyed being back in Lynchburg. Thank you, Bill.